This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We talk about siblings, talking about sex, an ex who keeps sending over pics to an ex-girlfriend, and tips for going to college in the fall. Check it out, share with friends, boom. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Sam York Lazar, every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every week. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Oh my God, does it feather my nuts every time you send me a snap, a a tweet, a DM, a Facebook message of you and enjoying the podcast you telling me where you're listening how you're listening we're on the we're 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 on the plains we're in the mountains we're in the deserts we're by the ocean and right now it's shitty summer internship season so you guys listen all you got is time and let papa jt sing sweet nothings into your ears keep passing the word give the gift of j train to your friend your family member that guy that you look at and you go fuck that dude just go up to him. Just be like, hey, man, you look like an asshole, but I think you could use some Jared Freed in your ears. Let him tickle. Let him, let him tickle your eardrum. Let him come at you. So keep spreading the word. Keep feathering these nuts. Keep it going. Um, I do want to make a quick announcement before we get to our guest. I do, I've been getting emails about D.C. Kennedy Center tickets. So there's no tickets. I'm coming to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. This, this girl wrote, hey, Papa JT, insert fancy peacock feather for your nuts here. This isn't an advice email. I just uh, listened to your episode with Ben Haig and heard you mention the show at Kennedy Center. I work in D.C. and would love to see you perform live, but couldn't find your show on their website. Do you have a link where I can get tickets? There's no link. Also, if classic Shelb doesn't have a girlfriend, you should plug his Snapchat on the show. He's funny, and based on his Insta profile picture, he's pretty cute. 10 out of 10 would slide into his DMs. Shelby, holy effing S. Look at you. What an honor. <laughs> you sound so pumped. <laughs> what an honor. You, listen, what's your snap? Classic Shelb. Classic Shelb across the board. It's good brand. So listen, you've done it. So go, if you want to get on Shelby's, uh, she's sliding already. She's already wet. You're, you're good to go. It's filthy. <laughs> filthy, okay. A lot of personality, Shelby, today. I, 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 I got to say, so... Kennedy Center, July 22nd, 8.30 at the Kennedy Center, July 22nd, part of the District of Comedy Festival. I'm going to be there with a couple buddies, so come out to the show. Just come. It's free. That's all you need to know. So write it down right now. Take out that pen. 
that big feather pen that you use to feather my nuts, and you write it down. Very excited about today's guest. Uh, this is this is a, a big moment. You're what they call a get. I finally made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> I finally. This is, Tom Papa, arrived. thank you for coming on. It's good to be here. It is so cool to have you on this show. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm a I'm a huge fan. I got to tell you right off the bat. Uh, thank you. Big fan. I I. It's it's one of those things like and, and you guys got all if you don't already go follow Tom on Twitter Instagram at Tom Papa also come to Papa on Sirius XM has a pod it's also a podcast so you can go add it to your library of mm-hmm. podcasts every Tuesday come to Papa explain the show come to Papa for the audience here it's a there's two parts to it there is the weekly podcast with okay. me and my uh, co-host Paul Morrissey and uh, we just talk about all things positive. And then you are positive. Yes, I, I am. I, 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 that's what I like. You take something <laughs> that people would think is negative, and you're like, "This is why you got to love what's going on." Here. <laughs> right, exactly. And then the uh, and then the once a month I do the live come to Papa. Okay, which is recorded at the Village Underground or uh, Largo at Los in Los Angeles, and that's like a classic radio show with comedians, music, and scripted stuff and we do it's just like a classic radio show and you get all of that when you subscribe to the podcast yes this is great it's all free so come to papa it's on itunes stitcher all that stuff go check it out it's every tuesday along with this podcast so you can add them both now you got a day they're probably your two favorite podcasts in the world already yeah (laughs) what else do you need um so tom it's it's a pleasure to have you and you guys talk a lot about food and stuff i listened to an episode where you, you were talking about (laughs) <laughs> like not having pretzels because they're the girl you date. <laughs> well, I'm a big uh, I am a big sourdough bread maker. This is what I learned yeah. from listening to the show. You what got you into making bread? I started baking bread. Do you know how sourdough is created? Do no, you know how it's made. This this is a sourdough podcast. The, usually, the weirdness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You don't know how. It's yeah, made. but but I don't. I want to know how you do it. Yeah, the. The science fiction of, uh, of sourdough is what got me kind of into it. I was in a writer's room. I was work, working on the show called Red Oaks, which is on I Amazon. know Red Oaks. Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of like Caddyshack kind of a show. And uh, one of the writers was telling me that he was into baking sourdough bread and that it's created from a sourdough starter, this uh, basically living organism that is the yeast. Okay. And that you have to feed it. And I was like, what do you mean? You like an animal? Feed it. Yeah, like a pet. If you put flour and water out in a bowl, it grows yeast, yeast that is floating around us in the air all the time. Okay. That you don't see goes into the bowl and starts eating it. And that becomes a living organism. Really? Yeah. So then you feed it flour and water to keep it alive. And then when you want to make bread with it, you take a little portion of it off. You don't use commercial yeast. This is the yeast you use. And then you bake sourdough bread. And that's where sourdough and the bacteria that it creates uh, creates a sour kind of a taste, the, and it's like the it is the original way that we made bread four thousand years ago. You know what's funny about this? This is this is really funny to me because this is what's happening to all my friends who got married. Right? You stop looking for sex, yeah, and all of a sudden you get into like these things that I never would have thought of. No, sourdough. Like my buddy's baking biscuits. He wants to create the the perfect biscuit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something he's I've, very into. Yeah, that's uh, that's on my list. <laughs> the next I'm thing. kind of nailing the bread, and I, I've moved. In into pretzels <laughs> i started making sourdough waffles really yeah it's amazing and uh does your now you have a fa- you have a family you I have, have a kids family. and a wife and yeah. and uh are they into it do they like are they like 
Are they, are they emba- are they like stop it with the sourdough talk? I or well, are they just into it as as well? The talk they would like the talk to to subside <laughs> somewhat. But uh, when I'm on the road, I've been you know I'm a comedian forever. They never really ask when I'm coming home until now because they'll be like, "When are you coming back, Dad?" Yeah. I'm I'm like I don't know, I got another couple of days. Why? Because well, we're out of bread. <laughs> we're running low yeah, on bread. We're running. And, we haven't made. We haven't. Uh, They're like an island out in the Pacific. Yeah, and you're bringing back. You know. Well, <laughs> well, what happened is they started to realize like how awful store bought bread is. Yeah. There's 32 ingredients in like the pure whole wheat bread that you think you're eating. There's like 32 uh, ingredients in it. it don't be tell flour, me that. Water, I'm eating whole wheat, thinking I'm getting abs from it. No, you're getting fat. <laughs> yeah, getting fat. There's sugar in it. There's all these preservatives in it. So it doesn't even look like bread. They had to actually change the definition. The FDA had to change the definition of what bread was so they could rule on the safety of bread. Oh, my God. Because this isn't really bread. Flour, water, salt, and yeast, that's what goes into that, bread. That's bread. So once I started making it and discovered the, the science fiction of it, it was yeah. cool. Then you start having this incredible tasting bread in the house and fresh and, and smelling happy, good and there's like there's nothing better than yeah. a piece of bread with with, with some a little toast with butter on it in the morning it's just it, and you're actually more satiated because oh, it's real food real food i have friends that have uh gluten intolerance that can eat my bread and not have a problem with it yeah they don't have gluten intolerance they have uh i don't want chemical shit in my body intolerance. maybe yeah or maybe that's tied to the gluten i'm not i don't really know but they can eat my bread and have no problem unbelievable so yeah so the bread is a is a uh is a huge thing so i talk about it a lot <laughs> on the podcast that's what the one thing i heard i was yeah. like i didn't know he was a bread maker yeah and it kind <laughs> of like has taken on a life of its own like after just a couple months of now i want it. some of this bread yeah no you should want this bread <laughs> After a couple of months of doing it, the New York Times was doing an article on uh, people with their sourdough starters because mm. people pass it down in their families for over 100 years. They've had it. They, they trade it. It becomes people name their starter. It's like a pet. So the New York Times heard me on a podcast talking about it. And <laughs> after just a couple of months of doing it. There was a big picture of me in the New York Times holding my sourdough starter. <laughs> and people from New York were like, what are you doing? What has happened there? to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you are the most L.A. And you're like from New Jersey. Right? Yeah, and I'm a New York comic. <laughs> yeah. Like you go to L.A. And now it's like the classic what happens to L.A. guys who move to L.A. Yeah, thing. Totally. Now you're just holding alfalfa. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a, now you're a food. Now you're in the food section. of the Come New York into Times. my home. <laughs> Right. And see my bread making. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, man. So yeah. are you ready to do some emails? Let's go. I'm so pumped to have you here. I'm so happy to. But, you know, we really just met. We just met. And and it's it's weird. Like, uh, we met. And the thing you said to me that hit home with me the most, I was like, we were talking about podcasts. Right. And asking someone to come on your podcast is now. And you said. It's the new, will you drive me to the airport? It's exactly. <laughs> and the listeners might not know that because they're like, well, we just get, we just, it just yeah. appears on my phone. But like to get people to come on you and it, do people listen? Do people, are, are we just shouting into a cave? And, and there's comedian, you know, the comedians are always asking other comedians and they're fun to do, but then you start to feel like you've gone through everybody. Yes. And you're like, oh, how, how do I ask? How them? many times can I start talk about starting comedy? But uh, I was totally psyched to come and do this. I'm pumped to have yeah, you. Because you have a good reputation. You know, there was the, the story of the J train. Oh, was that you were you showed up at the comedy cellar? Okay, you were a guy that people didn't really know if they liked him or not. Yeah, and then something happened, and <laughs> once the J train kind of took hold, 
They say you came out of your shell, the real you came out, and everybody loves you. Yeah, well, that's nice to hear. Yeah. They, they capture the heart of a nation. Yeah. Right? And it's a cool thing because, you know, the comedy cellar was where uh, I lived, you know, yeah. night and day. And then when I split and went to L.A. and I only roll through like once a month now, I miss people. Yeah. So when new people come in and stuff, I don't really know them, yourself included. And, and it was like, so it's cool. Like anybody, it's kind of like a friend of a friend. It's like if, if, if they, they like if, you, if they like you, then you, you're probably not a douche. <laughs> I, I hope probably not a douche is, is, is going to be the title of my yeah, book. You got to start somewhere. I, I'll say this with the seller that I got in like a year and a half ago. Right. And it's a very much a family feel. Yeah. And everyone that's there, it's like, uh, it's very cool. It's like my greatest pleasure, like yeah. going there and meeting people and like seeing you. The I mean, coolest. I saw you for the first time. I went to LA just to visit. Right. And I was sitting upstairs at the Laugh Factory and mm. I knew, I like, I, I love comedy, but I wasn't like, I didn't know every comic. Right. You know, so like I knew you from other stuff. Right, right. Like I knew you at Marriage Ref right. and, you know, and Candelabra. Yeah. You know, and like all that stuff, you know, right. beyond. So I'm like, and then I watch you go up, I'm like, Oh my God, you just see all these great comics. This place is being here right now. Stand up New York. New York is such a treat. I was here, this is where I started, basically. This is the first place that paid me to do comedy. Yeah, me too. Really? Yeah, this was it. My first spot was at New York Comedy Club, which is no longer in the same spot that it is. But then this is the place where I would do all the bringer shows, and it was. This was it. I would sit here. I watched Ray Romano. I watched um, John Stewart. I hosted. I got. I got moved up to host really quickly. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Wow, this is like a shortcut to show business." Because I'm on stage now <laughs> with John Stewart and Ray Romano and Brett Butler and Sarah Silverman and shaking their hand as they come on stage. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I just found a trap door into yeah. show business. <laughs> I have five minutes of material, but I'm likable enough to host. And I and this was it. I just lived here, and it, although it looks different. And things have, you know, things have changed around the neighborhood somewhat. The smell is exactly the same. Really? You can't. Brings you back. I don't know. I don't care how much you renovate. You could go down to the studs. <laughs> you're not taking the stand up New York smell out. I, I guess I, I mean, and it's I, a good smell. It's I, a welcome smell. I used to come in here and do the five o'clock open mic every oh, day. And then the that? new owners of the club would they'd be like, you know, come do a check spot. And that was like now I'm emailing all my friends yeah. and stuff like I got I, at a real place. The best. Yeah. And uh, then, so you know, exciting. And it's cool because now doing the podcast here is like, the you know, it's like. Yeah. Oh, this is like a home base for me, too. So it's the coolest. So let's do some emails. You ready? Let's go. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Tom Papa. Is there, Tom- a, J. Tamestro- is there a J. Train song? Well, we got some songs. You do? Oh, we'll get to some All songs. Right. I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> well, don't, don't you worry, Tom. We will get to some songs. My apologies. Family-friendly email. So this is, I, I like to try and match up sometimes the guests to the email. Sometimes you know we'll just go blind. But this one felt right. What and so and also we want to start. We don't want to start too, you know, too blue right away. Maybe, you don't want to you know, start in the gutter. In the gutter, we'll get to the gutter. All What's right. up, self-proclaimed KOB, the king of brunch? That's me. Uh, I've got a family-oriented question. So my brother and I are pretty close. We live on opposite coasts, but when we get together, it's like we both never left mom's house. You could say he's one of my best friends. However, there are a couple topics we just don't talk about, and it's all my favorite stuff. It's bro stuff. <laughs> Girls, booze, drugs, etc. He's my younger brother, but I'm 24 and he's a couple months out from 21. So I feel like it's definitely time, if not a little overdue. I just found out recently that he has uh, finally given our dad a number of girls he's smashed. That doesn't... <laughs> wait, wait, what? 
That doesn't sound like a normal dad conversation. Yeah. Yo, I'm at 10, yeah. Papa Bear. He doesn't want to talk to his 24-year-old brother, but he can tell his dad that he's smashing. <laughs> smashing. <laughs> is that a conversation that kids have with their parents? I don't know. That is a weird... You know what? I feel like it's kind of becoming a, a thing. A thing? Yeah. We're in the day to, and age? I talked to my friend who had... Uh, I was out with my friend and his son, and his son was talking about uh, that he hadn't had sex yet, and he was like... Really open about it. Yeah, and he's going off to college, and he's like, I don't know, you know, and he's talking to his dad, and he's like, and I, you know, I brought it up to mom, and I was like, brought it up to mom? And I was like, and he was like, <laughs> kind of hesitant, he didn't know what to expect, and but, and I was like, first off, stop talking to your parents yeah. about it. Yeah, what are yeah. you doing? You can't reference this at your first time. No, you can't be like, my mom said I should undo your, your bra now. Yeah. No. Were, were you uncomfortable sitting there hearing them say that? Yeah, because of it. Yes, I was like, stop talking to your parents. Yeah, what are is, you doing? Uh, they should not know what you're doing. Everyone should have a bad first time that's parentless. You know, like this is just, there should be no direction. I don't know. Do, do you ever discuss not with my sex pa- with your parents? No, but there's a lot of innuendo. Like my yeah. my dad's like, I think there's like uh, my dad will always do like the, you know, she's a fun go. You you should go out with her. Like he's like pushing right. me to go out. Right. And then he'll my dad does like the you know bringing home girls. My dad uh-huh. does the checkout that I know what he's checking out. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> you know, like now I'm at, a, yeah. at an age where it's like I know what he's thinking. Right. He's a man. He's a man. Yeah. And I think that's a weird thing. Becoming an adult is realizing your dad is not just yeah. a dad. Yeah. I mean, I guess like that's kind of talking about sex with it, with him. But I mean, I don't really. Don't but really I would never get into with anybody, no, 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 no. right? I, no, like, you like, never like say yeah, I, the intimate details of what you're doing. Not even with your I mean, friends. I mean, my friends, if it came up, they'd be like, "Oh, she's hot." Right. You know, this or, or if it, I think the only time you really like divulge is like one night stands. Yeah. Where you're like this That's crazy true. thing happened. Yeah, I, I have to tell it. you we were we were on a dock. Yeah. It was just, yeah. <laughs> a lot of dock sex. <laughs> a lot of dock. All of my one night stands happen at docks. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, like like it's not going to be a girlfriend that I'm right. going to be like, "Oh man, I was I was deep in that." You know, like I'm not yeah. going to really, And then no. then they have to like go to dinner with them. No, and you don't want your friend who's making biscuits to be like, "Let me tell you about my wife and I last night." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you the know biscuit I mean? guy. Yeah, you don't want the biscuit guy like giving you <laughs> details about him and his wife. And also there's there's this thing though there's a certain age and this kind of annoyed me the other day like i i my i'm on like i my buddy was like trying to fix me up and i I go oh let me see what she looks like and his first thing was like yeah her face is okay but she's got huge tits and i'm like don't do that i what if i marry this girl and now i'm like looking at you being like you just think my wife's face is okay (laughs) well you probably would have known that anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this, <laughs> let, worst, me, let me live in my uh, unreality. I think going into it, you could say anything. It's but once you're together, then you got yeah. it. Then you do, and especially stop being so descriptive when they're together and they break up for like a beat. And you oh, just you got to jump wait. on it. Yeah, you can't wait. I had a buddy that got divorced, and I yeah. had to put on the best acting display. <gasps> you right? Like when he told me, <laughs> I was like, I'm not acting. Not surprised until like a month from now. <laughs> right. You know, that yeah, and when you know it's clear, 
you can't <laughs> this- you're like oh she was always a pig <laughs> and then wait i'm back <laughs> he walks back in with her you're like, oh. and then pig in a good way yeah <laughs> like a good pig like uh, like you know like i like that pig. <laughs> uh, like a cute cuddly pig he's my younger brother i just found out he recently has given my dad a number of girls he smashed was crazy i think his number is bullshit but i'm proud of him for embellishing oh good job i'm also a little bummed he felt he could go to pops over big bro we're meeting up for a family vacation pretty soon so my question is this how can i get my little brother to feel more comfortable broing out with me talking about dude stuff he's about to become drinking legal and what older brother doesn't want to show his little brother the ins and outs of the bars any and all advice would be appreciated keep crushing and hello and welcome classic shelb mclovin was my favorite character in super bad that's <laughs> i guess that's the connection he's making what do you yeah. think how does he get do you have uh, you have siblings uh i do i have two younger sisters was there ever a moment where you guys were like we're more friends than siblings. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like late high school, I guess. Yeah, was when it started, and I think that that part. I think mentioning the bar thing is that's the that's the key. Yeah, you when gotta you go can walk out. into a bar and you're sitting there and you're drinking and it's just you're in an adult environment. It's, you're just gonna be free to talk. Yeah, go forward with adult experiences, yeah. then let that stuff come. Yeah. You you don't want to go in right now and be like, so what are you doing with that penis? <laughs> right. <laughs> you want to be like sitting in the living room. Yeah. That you only go into the during the holidays. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting across from each other on the couch. <laughs> so, bro. I <laughs> let me let's let's really talk. Let's. <laughs> Let's talk about. I feel like we don't talk. <laughs> I feel like you know we should o- you should open up to me more. That I, would be awful. Th- there's always going to be a wall between you and your siblings of like how far you could you can't ju- you just can't do as much as you would with like yeah. a random friend. I remember my brother when he lost his virginity. I was, what do you, I, have? you have? I have a younger brother. Younger brother. And I remember he lost his virginity. I remember we were away in um, we were in Canada together with a couple other buddies of ours because. I was friends with another dude and his younger brother and him were friends. So uh-huh. it was like all, so we were in Canada. We're all went partying and I remember he had sex right. like, and this was like <clears throat> the topic coming home. And right. it was very weird for me because I remember, I'll never forget. He made like one face like of him humping. Oh, no. And I was like, I, I, I don't want to say that. Like, like I don't need to know, you know, like it did yeah. get a little heebie jeebie. Yeah. And no, there's a limit. There's a limit. There's a limit. But also there's you have to get used to that being a part of your real world. Like back then, like I'm not having sex on the regular. He's having his first time. It's not like we're like, yeah, yeah this is a part of our normal life. Right. This was unusual. This is like yeah. a, we just saw a shooting star. <laughs> yes. So it takes time, but it also takes hanging out. Yeah. Like I think you're right with the bar, being a bar, being yeah. a social situation. 100%. Pass a girl off to your but I remember one time my brother and I went to a Red Sox game and like you know when you're just on fire yeah like I was I was bringing it that day <laughs> right. I was really we went to a Red Sox game it was a double header uh-huh. we went to the nice. first game and then we go to a bar during the second game and like in between yeah there was the mix-up of the people going to the second game right. and the people so these girls we started dancing up on them whatever and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're like we're going to the game we're like well we're staying drinking <laughs> and we'll be here when you get back and so we just party the rest of the day, and we, you know, we're having fun. They go to the game, they come back, and we go back to our parents' house. We're away. Nice. So we go to our parents' house, and I remember like, like they have a pool, so we're sitting in the pool. We brought booze out. We're like having the best time, and then all of a sudden, like, I just remember this: the girl he was with was like, "We need to leave." Like she had like a moment. Oh no! <laughs> so he did something weird. I don't know what he did. I like I think it was all innocent, but it was like a moment where she's like, "I need to go to the gym in the morning." Oh no! And then it was funny. To 
to watch him in that situation. And he's like, I don't know what what just happened. I was like, we're gonna be okay. Right. Like, be the calming force in your brother's uh, life. Yeah, it's been the, there before. Yeah, you're still the older, wiser one. Yeah, be reactive, not proactive right. in this situation. <laughs> yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Tom Papa at Tom Papa on Twitter and Instagram. Go follow him, support him. Fantastic, unbelievable. He uh, and come to Papa. It's every Tuesday, just like this podcast. Summer drinks. Are you a drinker? I am. I like these, like, we go hypotheticals. Uh, this is kind of a high, uh, this is just more a question. Okay. Summer drinks. What's you and your guests' summer drink of choice? Love the show. Can't wait for Patreon content. Uh, what do you think? What's nice. your summer go-to? Do you switch it up? Do you have a drink? I switch it up. Yeah, I'm, I go heavy martinis during the year. Love a martini. Dirty? Uh, not dirty. Vodka? Kettle one, straight up. Uh, very dry with olives. Look at that. Yeah. That's a drink I, order that when you do it, yeah. it's done confidently. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm good at making them. I'm good at ordering them. They're, that is my thing. That's great. Come summer. Okay. Uh, I switched it up because, you know, there's always a controversy that the regular martini is that the real martini. There's a debate whether it's gin, gin or whether yeah. it's vodka. Gin is a pretty nasty, nasty liquor for me. I, I can't I've do never it. done gin well. Tastes I did like it trees. once on my way down to with my buddies to visit our friend at uh, University of Delaware. Okay. We had a bottle of gin in the car. We didn't know how <sighs> to drink, and we just were pounding it. And, the and that's last all you thing need, I remember, right? The last thing I remember was my friend had collapsed over a fence, like a chain link fence, oh. and like a turtle, his arms and legs were moving, and he couldn't get off the fence, and I was so drunk and, and laughing so hard, I couldn't get him off, and then we just woke up somewhere. And I had the worst hangover of my life. Yeah. That gin just like... It tastes like trees. But Hendrix gin, like this... People like that. People really like it. It's expensive, and it is really good. So I'll switch up and go to that version of a martini or okay. a gin and tonic like that but the problem is i can only do like one one or two it's just not it's not a night for you yeah i like um uh ballast point is this ballast point. it's, it's a beer ipa and it comes in a can I, I i'm imagining the can look it's a can it's like a light tannish kind of like the color of the the tan part on the wall okay and it's got uh they do this grapefruit uh sculpin ale that has like a Fish on it. I'm so into those flavored beers. It's so good. It's so subtle. Yeah. So good. So cold in a can, just pounding it by the pool. That's a good one. And now I've been reading this guy who's just an animal, this guy, Jim Harrison. Who's he, he, he Why is he was, an animal? He's an animal. Yeah. He was this amazing poet, amazing author. And he recently he died a couple of years ago. He wrote Legends of the Fall. He's okay. like this incredible writer. Mm. He was an animal with booze and food. And women, and it sounds he sounds wrote, like the best. He would raise an at you read it and you can't stop be inspired by him. He wrote a whole series of articles for Esquire on food. And okay, they put him in a book called the um, the really big lunch. Okay, so I'm reading that right now, and it's all about these crazy red wines that he that he drank, and, and it's by Jim Harrison. This is a yeah, the, the the big I, lunch book. Yeah, I cannot stop. Finding these French wines that he drank. I want to drink all the wines you that want, he you, drank. He <laughs> inspired up, you to he be ended, an alcoholic. He ended up being an alcoholic, <laughs> diabetic, had gout, and yeah. died at like seventy four. But right now, all the I, shit you want. I'm like, if I can, if I can live like that, but also run and work out. Yeah, I might have a good balance. I, I, so I'm going down this crazy French. And do you find the wine. wines? Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. 
That's I mean some of them are hard. Some of them are really hard. I got a buddy who works in one. He sells oh, yeah? wine. Yeah. And I know that like there's it is a it is a thing. It is like you, a it's kind of a good way to an do interest. it. Because yeah. Because you've if you're just like, I just want to find this town, this region, mm. these wines, then it kind of takes the mystery of like all French wines off the table. Huh. Yeah, so it's pretty good. So I would say so for me, switching it up from the mar- from the to the gin martini. Ballast Point and red wine. I love that. I mean, you talked about drinks that like you go back to that yeah. you like had your worst drunken experience. You yeah. know, what mine is is Goldschlager. Oh, I went. I was in high school. It's got flakes in it. Yeah, that's what makes it cool. <laughs> it's got real gold in it. It's real gold. That's such a high school like, thing to be like. Look at what we did. Right, exactly. We found the one with money in it. <laughs> that's how badass we are. I remember I went into the woods with my buddies. Ugh. We drank Goldschlager from the yeah. bottle, came back, and I was so shithoused <laughs> yeah. that I went to this high school part. I might have told this story already, but I yeah. went to this this high. We're in the basement, yeah. you know, and I go to I go to go to the bathroom, and like I fall over, <laughs> and I remember waking up, and there's just shit everywhere. No, from me, from you. But then I like, and then I remember being so blacked out that I was like trying to wipe it up. How did it? I don't know. It just uh, it looked like a a death happened in there, like with like streaks of hands on the wall. And I thought I cleaned it up, you know, when you're like drunk enough to be like, yeah, I got it. And then you look behind you, and there's just shit everywhere. I come out of the bathroom wearing shorts. My one buddy looks at me. He goes, "Dude, (laughs) you got shit on your leg." And I'm like, "No." And so I go outside, start puking. They call a neighbor of mine who's like flakes in it, flakes in it, (laughs) gold mouth, shitty leg. So so then I go I go back outside and puke and they're like call his neighbor she's an older senior like I was uh-huh. like a sophomore in high school she she'll, she'll pick know what him to up do. she picks me up I puke in her car <gasps> she brings me into my room she's it's her and her friend who are like two of the hottest girls in our high school at that time they go get ready for bed I take my I sleep naked yeah. I take all my clothes off and I'm like I'm ready <laughs> sophomore penis sophomore uh, drunken limp penis oh i mean that's not what smelling i'm wearing like shit i'm a strong medium today <laughs> that's a weak small in front of the hottest girl hottest girl they they look at me they're like they told me the story the next day they're like we just laughed at you and we told you get into fucking bed <laughs> oh my god and that so like goldschlager to me is like every embarrassment yeah. of my life so if you're, I'm going, not, you're not sipping that. No, no, pool. that's not my martini <laughs> i'm not a goldschlager martini What's guy your summer drink summer drink i vodka soda right because I just the healthy yeah. drink is as, as low calorie as I can go. Yeah. Also, rose. Really? Loving it. Really? Lo- loving the rose Don't you lifestyle. Feel like a lady? Yes, this is the point. <laughs> this is the whole reason I love it. It is a. Now everything in the world is like, because of the internet, I think yeah. we all know to make, we're okay. We know what's allowed to be made fun of. Right. Like to like the yeah. whole country has agreed on what is okay to make fun of people about and right. what is not okay to make fun of people about. So rosé and vodka soda. Every time I order a vodka soda, some girl will go vodka soda, trying to stay skinny, and I'll go skinny bitch. <laughs> and then rosé, someone, some girl will go, and I fell into this because I do like those drinks, yeah. but I'm. In, saying positive right someone will make fun of you at some point right. and it will be a chick that you want to have sex with 
Good strategy. <laughs> so, so what like I'm that. saying is, open up the conversation. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's pretty strong. And they are f- good summer drinks. Not that you know, look, the women aren't just wrong yeah. on this. If you're sitting there with a Jack Daniels the girl, you want to have yeah, sex with, ja- <laughs> kind of staying away from you. <laughs> yeah, she's wondering what's wrong with this <laughs> guy. That guy brooding over there. Yeah, with yeah. His <laughs> man drink. The, the, the one I don't want to smell on his breath. Yeah, you know, that's really that's, that's my clever. summer. It's a strategy worked in to something I already like because what the negative would be like oh everyone's going to make fun of me yes everyone's going to make fun of you including the hot chick and her friends we're going to it opens it up it also it's you you have your humility there's but it just as a drink straight up as a drink don't you find it too sweet um I like I like when they're like a little bit drier a little dry I they do there are I mean now rosé it's like a big drink there's a huge market hugely popular now yeah and whispering angel I just like that I know Whispering Angel exists. <laughs> right. Like that is a kind of, like I had a girl tell me last night. She was like, she's like, oh, we, I got so drunk on Whispering Angel. And I go, at least you stayed local. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, a Long Island <laughs> rosé. top off. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's, I just start licking nipples. All <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Tom Papa at Tom Papa on Twitter and Instagram. Come to Papa. Go subscribe. Go get into his podcast. Fantastic. He X keeps snapping Picks with new girlfriend. His ex? So this is, hey, J-Train, I'm a lady listener. Uh Uh-huh. So let's hit the music. (laughs) 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 Who has just graduated college and living it up in my hometown before grad school starts. Mm -hmm. I have this ex who I dated almost four years ago who I'm still friends with to this day. We see each other pretty frequently, being that we go to the same gym and live pretty close to each other. Here's my problem. On almost a daily basis, he snaps me pictures of, or videos of him with his new girlfriend, and it's super fucking annoying. Yeah. I have no feelings for him, and I'm actually pretty happy he found an awesome new girl. But I can't help but feel like he's doing this on purpose. In my opinion, it doesn't matter how much time has passed after a breakup. Sharing your current relationship with an ex is still wrong. I feel like in our parents' generation, when they ended up with a partner, they did not have to deal with the social media bullshit. Now we get to see everything, and it's pretty torturous. How do I address this without seeming like a bitter ex? This is the new age, man. Uh, it's the new age, but what? Are you on Snapchat? Yeah, it's just... Just to talk to my kids. Yeah, that's, a, that's the only way you guys can talk anymore. Yeah. It's like they went they went cold on Instagram. I was like, what, are they not on it? They're, Where'd they you their, go? They have their phone in their hand 24 hours a day. Yeah. And you see, like, they've got all of these, like, multiple accounts on Snapchat. Uh, why not just tell them? If you, act, if you truly are yeah. such great friends that we hang out at the gym and we yeah. talk and we're like, we're so cool and I have no feelings for them and you don't want to... Mm-hmm fool around anymore then just tell him she's a skank keep these skanks off my phone if you're friends hey i don't need to you could make it a joke yeah like hey i don't need to see you guys eskimo kissing anymore you can stop sending me the make it about like how how they're being disgusting as a couple like make fun of that right or make fun of like it's obvious that you still want me because you keep (laughs) trying to make me jealous with these horrible women i kind of think um I also I think that's totally true. Like uh-huh. if you guys are truly friends, yeah. you should feel comfortable enough to give to ball bus. Just, yeah, exactly. Be truthful about be it. Be truthful yeah. in a joke and be like, hey, I don't need to see you on the carousel. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, like I don't need yeah. to see your date. I don't need Stop to Stop sending meet- me these. Why are you or even to call them out? Why are you sending me you and your girlfriend? What do you, yeah, what does that have exactly. to happen? Exactly. That's what you would do with a with a real friend. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think also uh, her problem. I do. I do believe her that she's over the ex. Let's. Uh, I'll Sounds live in. Like her, I'll live in her reality. All right. But I don't think. Um, I don't. I don't think you'll ever like being. You're never a hundred percent in the friend zone. You'll. I don't think you'll never. You're. You're never stronger than loneliness. Uh huh. So. so right. Yeah. So I'm so not saying she's, that I, she's got no boyfriend. Yeah. So she's saying I don't need to see you having fun and being in love. I'm. And, and I'm not saying she's a lonely person, but right. Everyone feels loneliness. You're gonna have those moments. You're yeah. never gonna be stronger than the emotion of loneliness. So for for her, I'm saying. You need to step away from this and start living your own life. As much as you think you're friends, people go back to bad exes because they're not stronger than loneliness. Not yeah. because they remember any good experience. They just don't want to be alone. I don't like that she's friends with him. Me neither. I, I don't understand. I, I think it also wastes her time. Exactly. You're hanging out with this guy. You, there, you, even if you tell yourself you're not, once you're with somebody, there's always something trickling around in your head. There's a history. Yeah. I don't like that she's hanging out with him. So I, I think she should change gyms. Change? <laughs> soul cycle, baby. Change, new number, new soul cycle. New life. Become a new person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get away from Screw this guy. this guy. I, I, I do think, though, she should admit to the fact that, like, yeah, you, you feel something because you're lonely, and any time you're spending time with him is a moment that you're spending time not getting unlonely. Yeah. So move away from him. And this friendship is a, is a farce. Also, he's right. getting how, something out of this. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. How good of a friend is he if he's sending you? He just wants to share pictures of. No, you're, he's doing something. You're the girl that he knows that he could fall into a blowjob with yeah. if and when. Exactly. And, and right now, what he's doing is keeping you on the hook. The fact that keeping you answer his snaps and the fact that you go and talk to him means I could always go back to that if this doesn't work it's, out. You're, you're the pussy net. Get out of there. This guy's a douche. <laughs> Train Podcast at gmail.com. Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's keep moving. Uh, let's do a hypothetical. Does that sound okay to you? It only if it comes with a sound effect. It's going to come with a sound effect. I think we got new ones this week. Ooh. Like a dreamscape. I like it. Because we're... We're yeah. dreaming right now. I feel like I'm swimming in a big <laughs> vat of rosé. Hey, Dad. Feather, feather. A little hypothetical for, uh, guy for you. Would you rather date a chick with no nipples or date a chick with nipple rings but your mom knows? Nipple rings mom knows. Really? No nipples? I don't like know. Like a Barbie doll? <laughs> no. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Just think about when you would get like your sister's Barbie doll or just see a naked Barbie yeah. doll because you were excited. Wow, would you, these clothes come off. And, and then how disappointed when it was just smooth curves on everything. Absolutely. I, I, I'm with you. If my mom knew about the nipple ring, then my dad knows and he's like high-fiving me in the background. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, the mom part knowing, I don't understand why that's... Also, the nipple is like... a gr- Licking the nipple is like a, a, a fun third tier sexual move it's there's a reason you're not allowed to show it <laughs> yes because it drives people crazy yeah <laughs> that, this is i'm just saying like it's like the nipples like your third pitch as a pitcher right <laughs> yeah. you, you know you got the you got the fastball you got the curve oh he's got a slider <laughs> right. you know if you're licking nipple girls are like oh he's he's even concentrating on the nips yeah, what are you gonna do just nipple your, shows you your, care about put, how she feels put your I think. head on a nippleless yeah breast you're not, yeah, she's taking away your pitch. I like that one. Shelby, what are you going with? <laughs> Probably uh, nipple rings. Yeah. Definitely. And what would your mom's opinion be? She's a super liberal oh, so she's in Oregon and after her divorce. In uh, Oregon? Yeah. 
Oh, so right. she's got nipple rings herself. She had like uh, <laughs> weird Chinese characters tattooed like above her breast, and she would like pull her shirt down a little, like showing people, uh-huh. including like people way too young. Not the <laughs> shell. The right. Shelby Onion unpeels every episode. <laughs> Oregon. I didn't even showing. know you had a connection to that part how, of the country. How young are these people? She's showing it to. Uh, I don't know if she still does, but they were way too young then. <laughs> like 10? Yeah, like mom's clearly inappropriate. Oh, no. <laughs> let's, do, let's do another hypothetical. I like this one. Can we do the sound effect one more time? Yeah, let's do it one more time. Back into the rosé. <laughs> if you could only sustain an erection for up to one hour time slot, which time of day would you choose? Uh-huh. One, and this guy writes as an example, 1 a.m. to 2 a.m., 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Right. I'd go uh, midnight to one. Midnight to one. Right. Totally agree. I'm going. Right? I'm going to go later because my nights go a little bit later. Right. So I would go. I would go. What? This could save my life, actually, because we would. Just, <laughs> if you <laughs> if, could organize. If it. I could organize it and be like, listen, from from two thirty to three thirty is really when I want right. maximum erection. Because that's when you really want to be a stud. Be a stud and then go to sleep. And go to sleep. Morning sex, that's kind of like we've done it, so I don't really have to do perform well. And you got to get up for a meeting. Yeah, it's <laughs> time to do go. Something. And you don't want that hanging around. Yeah, you want you got the, you know plays to be. You, yeah, I, I'm just saying that morning one. You have the if you've crushed it at night. Yeah. The morning. Yeah, I'm gonna pitch her on my my off day. Right. I got a lot of pitching references on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Just you're wondering. a Red Sox fan. I am. Nice. Are you? You're Yankees. Yankees. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. I'm okay with all mm-hmm. that. I like when people are fans. Yeah. I don't like when so, I remember I watched the Red Sox when they came back from like uh, you know the three games down. You have to bring that I, up immediately. <laughs> you go immediately. <laughs> well, the story I no, it was it was the year before. It was Aaron Boone uh-huh. when he hit the home run. Uh, okay. I remember I was watching at my fraternity house, yeah. and I was I was rushing, uh-huh. so I'm like looking to get into this fraternity. So I'm not trying to like rustle any cages. <laughs> right. And I remember this girl was hammered, just screaming in my face like, "Loser, loser!" And I was like, "You don't even know the fucking guy's name." <laughs> And I remember like calling my dad and be like, this happens every year. And he's like, yeah, get used to it. This is our lives oh, as no. Red Sox fans. And then, you know, the next year. Oh, J-train podcast at gmail.com. J-train podcast at gmail.com. Tom Papa, at Tom Papa, Twitter and Instagram. Go follow, go support. My friends suck in freshman year. Uh-huh. Okay. Dearest Papa JT, as a recent high school grad. So this is a high school email. Oh. Some advice for the youngin. Youngin. High school email. <laughs> I'm starting to see the writing on the wall as to whom I'll still be in touch with during college. My close friends and I are splitting up to Big 12 SEC schools for the most part, and the division is already starting to show. Granted, I am extremely busy with summer job, trying to save money for the upcoming year, but I'm finding myself not wanting to spend time with them based besides only a couple do uh, only a couple do the fact that all they want to do is sit in my friend's basement and try and become alcoholics. Is this normal? Would would love to hear your take on high school friends carrying over to college years. Also, if you and the esteemed guests would grace me with the three best pieces of advice you could give an incoming freshman, it would be totes preach. Yeah. Interesting. What do you think? Um, well, from experience. Are you friends with anybody that you went to high school with? Still? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me I too. I have a hardcore group that uh, I still see. I just saw them this week. Keep a, co- keep a contact, keep contact. Know the kids, all that stuff. Uh, 
guys and girls. We meet once a year, like around Christmas. Okay. And then we, uh, and then with the guys more often throughout the year. And it wasn't always that way, though. Yeah. When you do split up and you do go your, to, to school, you think maybe I won't see these people because you're just blowing out and you're doing your thing. But it's kind of like when you're leaving your family at the same time. You kind of like turn on your mother and father because you have to be strong enough to go out on your own. Yeah. And you kind of put up a front. You don't even put up a front. You, you want to be an naturally. adult. You want to be an adult. So yeah. You're like, screw this house. Screw these people. Screw, screw this hometown. Dad, screw these kids. Screw this hometown. I want the ability to create yeah. my new me. I'm going out. Yeah. And then around three, four years, five years, all of a sudden, whoever you're supposed to be with and you love the most, it all kind of comes back into shape. It's very and true. And not all those people come back. Some, you, you're you right, you won't hang out and see. Yeah. But there'll be a core, if you really love these people, that will be with you your whole life. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I remember I, I left for college. I, I mean, I went away to college. I went to Penn State. Right. So I left Boston and went to like a totally different place to me. Yeah. And I remember my dad gave me this advice when I left. He was like, he's like, whoever you're friends with now there's going to be another version of them at the next place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to be a lot like the people that, you, you know, you're going to have a yeah. that, you're going to have a this. It's true. And, you, and then if they're met, and not everyone has to be best friends forever. Right. And you, like you said, I remember, I, and then I moved to New York City, and all of a sudden, when you go to a new city, you start being like, I need familiarity. Right. And it's like, okay, oh, this guy from high school's here. Let me reach out to them. Right. We were, we were, close but not really close but then you become closer because you're like oh okay yeah. we're back and i think the one thing with your high school friends that you have to remember is that don't hate them for moving away from you right don't hold it against them because a lot of your high school friends are due to circumstance right three houses down that's right they had an xbox just born here yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like you didn't yeah. make a lot of those choices your parents yeah. made those choices for you <laughs> that's a good point uh, it's got to be weird though now because when we left, we just left. Yeah. And, I mean, I moved one town over in third grade and I never saw those people again. But now my kids, we moved from New York to L.A. back and forth mm. and they're online. They're just social media. They're friends. They see what they're up to. And then nonstop. They, those friendships never go away. Yeah. So it's got to be a little different twists because of that. It's And I think that's the like, you know, with social media, like the jealousy, the looking over your shoulder and uh -huh. seeing what's in the next yard never goes away yeah i think it's like on it's just saying like hey let those people live their lives and whatever you think is shitty right now they think is shitty too not everything's yeah. great for them not everything's great for right. you <laughs> and you're gonna come to and if you if it's meant to be it's meant to be i think what the advice for college what would you tell them the advice of, of what of to incoming freshmen oh just go just go. i mean yeah just like you i think your dad's thing is is on point. You're never not going to find new pe cool people to be with. Yeah. And also the one thing I would say, if I would give advice, go find some friends that aren't the same. Yeah. Go dip into like when I went in, I, there were some characters that mm -hmm. I would never have been friends with in high school. Yeah. But they were so cool and so weird. And they were like potheads. And I was like, but this guy's hilarious. And I just yeah. started going out and hanging out with those kind of people. It's kind of a chance to, try on some different personalities and see what the, I totally agree. I think that to even to jump onto that point, openness. Yeah. There's always that freshman dude that comes in thinking he's cooler than the room. Right. Don't do that. Yeah, exactly. You're going to close yourself off 
to so many because no one's gonna want to hang out with you. You're gonna say, don't be a know-it-all. Just understand going yeah. into freshman year, you know nothing, and yeah. and you want to meet everybody and taste all the flavors at the ice cream shop. Exactly. I mean, then why else are you going? Yeah, you don't want to just repeat high school with different people from you know from Pennsylvania. Well, I see it a lot. <laughs> I see a lot of people though. Like, yeah, I'm just. I, I I met my dorm. I was matched up in a dorm, yeah. and you know now we still live together. Senior year, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. did you do anything? You didn't right. vent. You couldn't find one new roommate. Yeah, you can move off four, campus. Yeah, or, you yeah, figure this out. And it's it is pretty. Are you, when you first went to school and got a roommate, mm. did that person stay friends? No, <laughs> we yeah. we ended up pledging together the same fraternity, and then. It got bad. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, because he was just different. He was just quiet. And, uh-huh. like, um, I remember we both pledged the same fraternity, and then he got to, like, the last week, and then there was, like, an argument between him and someone else, and he was like, uh-huh. listen, I can't do this anymore, and he just left. Uh-huh. And then I I saw him at the Jersey Shore. Like, then we kept in contact, but we yeah. didn't. And he was a nice guy, uh, just different, yeah. you know, than me. And I remember one day I was at the Jersey Shore, and I had just slept at a chick's place. Uh-huh. It was hot. It was so hot. And yeah. it was, uh, and I was walking from her place to my place that I was staying. It was after graduation. Uh-huh. And I had my shirt off with jeans on and, like, dress shoes. <laughs> and I remember, like, like I was walking in the desert. Yeah. And I remember this fucking, this, like, Tahoe, like a beautiful <laughs> Tahoe, Chevy Tahoe pulls over. It's like... Yo, freed? <laughs> and you I, an accident? It, he goes, like, are you? And I, and I look, I go, <gasps> and it was my freshman year roommate. And I go, and he goes, you, you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm doing great. Like, and this is the summer after graduating college. Right. And all you want to tell people is that you're doing just fine. It's yeah. like the most confusing summer of your life. It's all going according to plan. Everything's according to plan. Yeah, no shirt, <laughs> just jeans. and uh, Just like wearing dress shoes at the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing now. And he was like, I was like, how are you doing, man? And he's like, we have to have this weird, like, what are you doing now? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I got a sweet job at a museum. Like, he had it all <laughs> figured out. And then he's like, well, what are you What are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm gonna, I think I'm moving to New York. We're gonna work in finance, and like, yeah, yeah. You really look like a financier right now. <laughs> Did he offer you a ride? He offered me a ride, and I said, "No, I'm just a couple blocks down." He's like, "Okay, I'll see. You know, maybe I'll see you around." That's cool. And I was like, "Fuck, yeah, you know, whatever." <laughs> so I don't know. I no, would, meet a thousand people. Just meet it, right? Yeah, I just keep open. Don't yeah. be the guy that takes his car when you're not allowed to have a car freshman year. Right. <laughs> you know, unless you're eating mushrooms, in which case you're allowed to stay in your room for one whole day. <laughs> then, then you get to stay secluded. <laughs> you got time for one more? Yeah. Let's do one more email. Uh, Tom Papa at Tom Papa Twitter and Instagram. Go find him, support him. Ah, uh, let's do. Let's just go right into the the inbox. All right. Let's do. I like that people actually send them in. Oh my god, we get it's like great. fifty a week. It's great. It's crazy. The amount. Let's do this one. How do I get a coworker? How do I get from co coworkerville to fucktown? <sighs> Quit your job. <laughs> hey Papa JT I won't I won't keep you very long I've been around since the TFM days so consider your bagels baked I listened to your episode on NYC Blunt Club shout outs to them because they gained a new listener okay cool I have a co-worker consider her a Chris Flannery type okay so rating so we have a rating system here on the podcast okay. guys or girls can use it this is not a face body personality okay a- and he's saying that this girl is an 888 an 888 
It's an area code method. Right. So face, body, personality. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, who I've been casually Snapchatting and texting with for recent months. We're both 20 years old, but I have a fake ID just to give some perspective. Okay, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So you're good. Uh, anyways, she goes to a school about an hour away from me, but she's, she's home from the summer. We work at the same job for now, but I'm moving jobs by the end of this week for personal reasons not important. Right now, I live with my parents' house, but from another month for another month and a half before I get into my new apartment. But I want to make the most of the summer and we'll have one opportunity for a free house for a few days in the coming weeks. How can I elevate our relationship into fuck buddies? <laughs> Maybe a possible relationship down the road. I don't want to ruin my relationship with this chick, therefore causing us to never see each other again once I switch jobs. Uh, so what do you think? He's switching jobs. So it's leaving jobs. This is happening. It's perfect. It's perfect this is setup. this is how it happens. It's the perfect setup. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, the lines just kind of fall out of your face. Totally. Like we're leaving. This, this is the only time we could we can actually uh, have sex while we're coworkers. I mean, yeah. you're just constant. You know. Don't, what, don't you feel as a comedian like the angle of trying to set it up with a joke attached so if it blows up you're still safe is always the way to go just like yeah the, you know the, I mean? ah, this is all just for fun yeah, right, exactly we're gonna this is the we only have a week left to have sex as co-workers yeah. you're an idiot i know hilarious yeah just present it that way you know what ah, I, mean? I gotta go yeah. i can't believe we didn't have sex yet but that but that he has a uh a a ticking clock on this. Yes. I, I do think what he doesn't do is go up to her, give her a long hug and be like, we just never had enough time. Like, don't get serious with no, her. Give her your necklace. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing you don't want to do. Don't make no. this like this weird, like, <laughs> like Jack and Rose, you know, him sinking in the ocean. You don't want that shit. Can we talk? <laughs> Pull, yeah, don't can we talk anybody. Let's, let's no. just anyone who listens to this podcast never say can we talk. Yeah, no. Let's, let's, similar to the first guy with the brother, get to a bar, sit down and have yeah. a good time and just let it happen. Make it your going away party. That's yeah, the move. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So you say to her, hey, you, she, he said she's already, <laughs> <laughs> you're already, you're already Snapchatting, uh, Snapchatting and texting the recent month. Okay. Yeah. Send her a text. Don't Snapchat because there's too much ambiguity there. Well, that you moved, you probably started at Snapchat, moved into text, which means you're cozy. You're up. moving up. So, yeah. So, as you sent her a text, hey, I'm leaving. Um, I'm going to go out with some friends to celebrate my job switch and make it po- just like Tom yeah. Papa, make it positive. I'm having a going away party, six o'clock, right after work. She pulls up. You're the only one there. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> now no and then she, you in a party and hat. then when she walks into the bar just say welcome to fucktown <laughs> and have a sign up that's like a birthday sign that says says fucktown usa above you your go. head and and one of those little new year's eve streamers <laughs> yeah <Whee! laughs> a little kazoo I, I i but i do think set it up where it's hey i got this cool opportunity i'm gonna be moving do you want to come out to the bars? I'm going to go. And if she's like, I'm not 20. If she's 20, then you say, right. well, we're going to have this like fun thing in my house. I'm going to have a few friends over and have some friends over. Well, you know, obviously, like, right. you know, <laughs> don't ever show up to your house. And then like, I thought this was a going away you're party. In a, you're in a robe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hefnering, you know. So, um, so yeah. set it up as a positive. I'm on a new and bigger and better. And I'm, that's what she wants to be a part of. Bigger and better, but I don't want to lose touch with you. You've got it. Podcast at gmail.com. Tom Papa, this is fantastic. This is fun. I'm happy you came. I'm so happy you came on. Thank this you. This was really great. At Tom Papa, come to Papa on SiriusXM Tuesdays as the podcast comes out. They do live shows, regular shows, it, and they bake a lot of sourdough bread. That's right. Um, we're going to do one news story, and we'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
Tom Papa, thank you so much for coming on. You're the best. This was fantastic. This was great. I'm so happy you came. We're going to do more of this. We're going to do more. Shelby, let's hit some news. There's a New Jersey cop, a female. Okay. She just joined the force, but they kicked her off because they found out she was a dominatrix in her former job. Are they mad that she's double using the uniform? She... <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like what's, the, what's the issue here? Like, what... She was, they, they, by the way, to the audience, Tom Papa had to get going because we were up against the clock, but I, I, what a fantastic guest. So happy he came. Awesome. It was fucking awesome. So cool. And all of you guys got to go follow him and uh, see his stuff. He's like a legendary comic. So very cool to have him on. So wait, she got fired for being also a dominatrix. She, she like retired being a dominatrix. She used to put like videos of it online. Okay. And, uh, they haven't like a weird thing of will. Since you were like choking dudes and kicking them in the balls and stuff, will you have issues with force on the job? And they're making her take like a psychiatric test. It's a whole thing. Well, shouldn't the psychiatric test be a part of any police training? Like, I don't understand like why like we have to say that she's like like who cares? Like she was doing this as a job. What who you know, people were paying and signing up for this. She wasn't just attacking men. Right. <laughs> you know, like what so she got fired? They're, she like just joined. Oh, so then they found out and, and they suspended her and they're like, well, we need you to go through all these things. I don't know. The, the whole idea of a, this, you know, like good for her for making your money these days. Yeah. You know, she was an, they should be happy to have an entrepreneur and someone who knows that, you know, has trained in the art of taking down a dude. Right. Let's it's, do another story. Well, a school in England they were teaching Macbeth, high school students, and okay. it's all about murder and suicide, and they started sure. to get a little creative with their lesson plan, so they made all the students in the class write out a suicide note. <laughs> I love this because this is a teacher that yeah. was like, he wanted to be, he or she wanted to be an artist. This is like, and then that didn't work out, so they're like putting this on their kids. You know, now they have to do their fucked up, right. you know, weird English teacher shit. Right. Like, like, let's play this out. Like, listen, buddy, we know you went to Juilliard and you're now teaching high school English. Just let it go, man. It's like, this is one of those, like, you know what bothers me? People, like, teaching is an important job. No, this is not what I'm saying. But, like, when you make, when you take your job too serious. I was on an Amtrak train, yeah. like, a couple weeks ago. And, like... I, I ordered a coffee and the Amtrak cafe woman just looked at me and she goes, and I was like doing my coffee shit. Like I left my coffee at the counter and then I went and go get Splenda. So like I did it right at the same counter and she's like, can you move this? This is my area. And I was like, your area? Like what, what area? You could, if I was an Amtrak employee, you could kill somebody in front of me. I like, like, yeah, like, and it's like, you're, this isn't, you're not curing, I'm not in the way of you performing surgery. Right. Here at this Amtrak, this Amtrak cafe car. There was no one else there. It was like one of those moments where someone takes their unimportant job and treats it really importantly. Like, it happens a lot with gay dudes. <laughs> I noticed. They're like, I, there was this one dude that I, I see all the time and he, he works like the smoothie bar and I, you know, he's a nice guy and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, just so busy and it's crazy. And it's like, 
everyone is busy. Everyone is dealing with crazy shit. No one wants to hear how crazy and busy you are because it's in, in just by saying that, it's saying that everyone else doesn't get it. Yeah. We get it, buddy. Smoothies got to be made. <laughs> and we're rolling out a new line. And it's like, you're rolling out a new line. Like, I, this isn't a summer fashion. You're not bringing the work home with you. Yeah. I only want to hear doctors complain and they never complain. Yeah. They're the only ones that never come off and be like, uh, you don't understand what it's like to save lives. And it's like, you never see that with them. They're just like, yeah, you might have some, you know, they're just, they're even, they're even keeled. So Hippocratic oath. Yeah. That's the oath. Don't be a douche. Right. Shelby, thank you for bringing the news. Thanks for having me. Pleasure per usual. Uh, Tom Papa, you know, if you, if you're listening now, thank you for coming on. This is so much fun. Um, I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Tuesday and Friday. Keep on spreading the word. Keep on telling your friends. JTrain56 on Twitter and in, uh, Twitter and Snapchat at Jared Freed on Instagram. We'll be back next episode. Boom. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Boom!